0: being older is that you, if you have a good memory, tend to notice things that are going on in your society that maybe other people aren't quite as aware have been happening as you are. And further you notice that there are things that are going on elsewhere or that have gone on elsewhere that you've actually had the opportunity to see a little bit more than the average person has done. And uh, so that's one of the things about growing older. I want to talk today about the idea of taking control on the daily summation from Kurtz Religion and Politics. I'm your host. I'm Kurt. And today is Sunday, the 5th of June of 2022. Welcome to everyone who's here on Rumble, on the podcast, on YouTube, on BitChute, on CloudHub, on my Facebook page. That's the Kurtz Religion and Politics page on Facebook, on Religion and com, on M-I-N-D-S.com, that's Minds.com, on the Kurtz Religion and Politics group there today, I think, is where you're going to find me, on Parlor gab on twitter or wherever else you happen to be picking me up today subject for today again is taking control and i want to quickly go through my notes to discuss this just a little bit looking at stories of the former soviet union and of places like venezuela it's more or uh, it's more than a little obvious the work of george orwell particularly in the book 1984 was entirely prescient That is to say, it looks like he was looking into the future when you look at his work. Mr. Orwell might well disagree, might well have disagreed, I think he's passed on since, might well have disagreed, might well disagree, based on the idea that he somewhat chronicled what he saw in Spain in the Spanish Civil War, as I get it, as I understand it. His dystopian novel and other works like Animal Farm, Uh, seem to very much describe how dictators and thugs grab control of the countries they come to lord it over. Uh, One of the hallmarks of such uh, a happening is the tendency to make what's right wrong and what's, uh, what's seen as wrong seem right. You might ask yourself a couple of questions. The first is, why does that appear to be true? The second would be, are we seeing similar things in America today? The answer to the first question, as I get it, is unless you refashion the way people think, it's much harder to control them. The U.S. military has been doing this for years, and they're far from alone in that. Take a disrespectful, disobedient person and, quote, break, end of quote, them, it's not Uh, Their daily routine you need to grab hold of necessarily, though this that happens as well, but the very basis on which they live their lives. You can see the same sort of approach in former and current communist countries. Uh, They were uh, there were re-education camps in the former Soviet Union, Vietnam and other such places. I imagine probably in Cuba, Cuba and others. This is no surprise, most people have a pretty strong desire uh, for their lives to be comfortable and work in ways they can capitalize on. Makes sense, right? Such regimes cannot have people for whom that's true unless they're puppets of the state. If they're puppets of the state, that's fine, right? That's a large part of the reason that academics uh, and presumed intelligent people. So in China, it was people who were wearing glasses. That was an immediate thing uh, must be culled from the society in question. They literally went through and killed people with glasses or educations of various kinds uh, or people who were in the scientific community and so forth. One of the ways this is accomplished is by whipping those seen as lower, less intelligent people uh, by the desiring leadership into a frenzy of jealousy and rage against their supposed betters. Now, I want to make something clear. I, I feel like I need to say this. They're not lower, and often they're not less intelligent either. This is one of the things that actually bothers me the most about this division. It's for this reason that classist division is so very important to their agenda. Agenda, One sort or another of class. I want you to understand this type of activity is happening in this country, in the US. It's not even new. It's literally been occurring for decades. It has become more pronounced of late. Even so, it's probably hard for many to even recognize. Because of the robustness of such people here, the intelligentsia, the academia, and various others, and the takeover by a lot of that on the left, uh, and their willingness to fight back, it's harder to get people to attack them in successful ways. That doesn't mean it hasn't been happening just the same, to be fair, to be clear. Uh, people are uh, literally being counted as criminal for nothing more than protesting the outcome of elections, which many of them uh, believe to have been tainted or uh, correctly or incorrectly, right? Um. I, and most like me, are not asking for a pass, quote, end of quote, to be given where folks did wrong, violent activity, and so forth. On the other hand, we don't agree with people being held more or less indefinitely with little or no, no charges against them. Most, with any sense, would call that the holding of political prisoners. Are we coming to a place where, where people rightly question whether we're a totalitarian state, you decide. I know what I think, but you decide. I see many instances in which people are doing things that other people are looking at And going oh uh, You know that person is horrible. They're wrong. They're bad or whatever yet If you really look at that person what you see is there's generally nothing wrong with what they're doing or saying at all Or very little wrong don't get me wrong people will disagree with them, right? They will do that, but the my point is to say Largely that what these people are doing and saying are not problematic at all yet. There will be other people who will be pushing to have their viewpoints not just denormalized, if you will, but to have them criminalized or looked at as abhor- abhorrent or otherwise incorrect. And you're going to see this a lot. You're going to see this all over the place. It's not something that's new. It's not something that's unusual or different or whatever. It is a thing that is very much more common in the modern day than ever before. Oh, I'm a Trump supporter. Oh, well, you're. first of all, that means you're diehard. You, you will support Trump over everyone else. You know what? That's not really true. If you look at a lot of people who support Trump, you're going to find that they really don't support him much more than they would support anyone else. That's not what's going on there. They would support him as much as they would support a lot of other people. They certainly see that he's one of the better options you can figure today, but they by no means look at Trump and go, oh, Trump can do no wrong. No, Trump can do wrong. I don't think you'll find hardly anyone who will agree, who will agree that Trump cannot do wrong. I don't, just don't think so. In fact, what you're going to find out of most people who support Mr. Trump is they're kind of holding their nose in certain regards when they're voting for him if, in fact, that's what they're doing. Why? Because they see a lot of things that they don't care for about Mr. Trump. That having been said, they look at other people who are in positions of authority or supposedly respectable or whatever, or people who are running for office, and they go, "Uh, uh-uh, no, no." Particularly on the Democrat side, but even on the Republican side. Oh, you think that uh, Marco Rubio is a good potential candidate for president? The guy is a is a rhino in lots of regards. He's not really a right leaning individual, and people on the right see no reason to vote for somebody like that. Ted Cruz is a little better but he's still not great in that regard what Trump did was walked in and he saw what people wanted and he did accordingly here's my point though you have people right now who will not just demonize Trump but they're literally trying to criminalize Trump running again because he did business in ways that they didn't like because it meant that they weren't the people in authority and people are like you shouldn't have the right to vote for people we don't think should be an authority. You shouldn't have the right to do that. Really? Why? Because you don't like it? Well, I'm the guy who's supposed to be making sure you get an office. So how is it that you think that's reasonable? But yet in the current day, that really is what's going on. And I have to ask you, are we stepping ever closer towards totalitarianism? I think we are. I think that anybody who doesn't believe that is really more than a little confused. You've got people like me who say things like, so so somebody said today, uh, I'd rather have a, quote, enemy who was against me for being gay. You have a confused perspective. You're not my enemy because you're gay. I just don't agree with you. There's a difference between we don't agree and you're my enemy somehow as a result of what you do and say. And yet people are more or less willing to criminalize. They're willing to call it hate speech and so forth. When a person like me says, I don't support homosexuality and I don't support transgenderism, I don't even believe in transgenderism. I don't think that's a thing. I think that's gender dysphoria. And I think that's a totally different thing from saying that you give somebody hormone shots and try to turn them into the opposite sex from what they are. When if you stop the hormone shots, they become what they were before. What, what, what does that mean? Oh, I, I'm going to give this to have this person go through surgery and which is irreversible, but it doesn't change who the person is. Not really. All it does is physically changes the outward appearance of that person. Yet people are willing to treat me like I'm almost a criminal because I refuse to accept that that's a reasonable thing to do. And particularly so when you're talking about children, I have to tell you When people start to criminalize fairly normal behavior, and particularly of people who aren't even really trying to be mean-spirited or harsh or anything like that, that's a problem. That's a problem, and you need to understand it. Okay. Uh, I need to go ahead and stop talking now I could talk for a while on this as you can imagine this has though been the daily summation from Kurt's religion and politics I'm your host i Curtin. today is Saturday the 5th of June of 2022 uh, that uh, Sunday excuse me the 5th of 2022 uh, the beginning of the Christian week according to those of us who are Christian for the most part some people don't necessarily hold that that's true tomorrow will be Monday the 6th of June of 2022 that will be that beginning of the work week for those of us who work Monday through Friday type of uh, shifts um... But again, it'll be Monday, the sixth of June of 2022. Uh, Thank you for everyone who's been here on Rumble, on the podcast, on YouTube, on BitShoot, on CloudHub, on my Facebook page, that would be the Kurtz Religion and Politics page there, on Kurtz Religion and Politics.locals.com, on Minds, M-I-N-D-S.com, on the Kurtz Religion and Politics group there for the video that we're doing today and probably nowhere else on Minds today, on Parlor, on Gab, on Twitter, or anywhere else you might be happening to see or hear me today. Subject for today has been taking control, and tomorrow we're going to talk about something that I think has been largely misused, the idea of for the children. Hope you're having a good day today. Hope everything is going well for you, and hopefully we will see you again on Monday the 6th of June of 2022's edition. That'll be tomorrow's edition of the Daily Summation from Kurtz Religion and Politics. The speaker on this edition of the Daily Summation is Kurt Schubert. This podcast was created on Sunday, the 5th of June of 2022. The Daily Summation is created for Kurt's Religion and Politics. Thanks for watching today's edition of the Daily Summation from Kurt's Religion and Politics. Don't forget to come back tomorrow uh, to check out the next one. Remember, on various platforms, primarily Rumble, YouTube, BitChute, and CloudHub, and the audio podcast, you can subscribe to my content. For the audio podcast, you probably want to use Apple, Google, or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. In order to find me on those platforms, you can go to the Kurtz Religion and Politics channels on Rumble, YouTube, BitChute, and CloudHub. You can also get to my content on Facebook by finding the Kurtz Religion and Politics page there, Mines, M-I-N-D-S dot com, uh, where you will find me at the Kurtz Religion and Politics group, and KurtzReligionandPolitics.locals.com as well. You can look there. I post my daily video on various social media sites, really only about three, Parlor Gab, and Twitter at present. I am at K.P. Schubert on each of them, and you can find me under them, and you can find the videos under me. Uh, you should be able to find my podcasts on Google and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It's also on podcasts.kpshubert.com. That's podcasts with an S dot K-P-S-H-U-B-E-R-T.com. Uh, if, if you're looking for me on various of the podcast sites, you probably want to search Kurt's Religion and Politics, not the Daily Summation. Keep in mind, you can subscribe to my content various, on various places that I put it. Uh, all constructive feedback is welcome. You can like, dislike, add a rumble, or give whatever feedback is available on any of the platforms that you can do such things. You can also add a comment on what I put there. Unless you're advertising or doing something that I believe will harm others, I'll leave your comments out there even if I don't agree with or understand them. I will try to let you know I've seen them when possible and may reply if I feel it's reasonable, appropriate, and possible, of course. Thanks again for viewing this edition of the Daily Summation from Kirkwood. Politics, don't forget to come back again for tomorrow's as well.